This is The Pool, I'm Rain Coleman, your host, and this is episode 20. What's up y'all, welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. Uh, I am your host, Rain Coleman, and uh, before diving into this episode, I want you to go on over to your respective social medias and give me a quick follow. Over there on Twitter, Carefree Blurred is the handle. Everywhere else is Carefree Black Nerd. Make sure when you're listening to this episode, you live tweet a little bit. Use that hashtag, ThePoolCBN or CBNPod. Either one, both will make it to me. <laughs> Share your thoughts and feelings and all that good stuff. Uh, what else we have here? Check out the other shows on the Carefree Black Nerd feed. Uh, I've been gone for a minute, now I'm back, you know, the month of April, I took me a little hiatus, so thank you guys for being patient with me there, um, some episodes had some time to, as John would say, cook, <laughs> uh, so yeah, make sure you go back and listen to the other episodes in the Carefree Black Nerd feed, again, thank you guys for being patient with me with this month-long hiatus, uh, full disclosure, being transparent, I just needed some time for me. Um, I've been doing this podcasting thing for quite some time consistently uh, to the point where I was releasing up to five or six episodes a week and I just needed to kind of dial it back. I didn't want the quality to suffer. I didn't want to get burnt out. So a quick pro tip to all you creatives out there, podcasters specifically, take a break, take a break. If you can batch record and send some stuff out, schedule it or whatever, but your self-care is most important. Don't let the content fall by the wayside or diminish because you're just tired and dragged out. So, uh, again, thank you guys for being patient with me there. Uh, Let's see. Let's 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 get into a little bit of housekeeping. Um, shout out, shout out to everybody, all you creatives out there, you amazing, magical, wonderful people, black, brown, and otherwise. Keep doing your thing. Keep doing doing it, baby. Keep doing your thing. Ah, keep doing your thing. <laughs> uh, but no. Uh, quick shout out to the panel. A dope ass panel, if I do say so myself. It includes John. Gilla and I'm just Jackie if you're nasty and yours truly. Uh, we've been putting out some good shows every month there. So going over to that The John Effect feed to find those. And I'll put the links to the latest show in the show notes for this episode. Um, and a big, huge, gigantic, melanated congratulations, big smile, hug, dap it up to John of the John Effect Podcast. Recently, hey, um, has reached his three-year anniversary in podcasting. Congrats to you, Brosif. And we look for three more years and another three and another three and another three. And uh, shit, keep podcasting till the wheels fall off. So shout out to him. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Oh, another shout out to the executive member and founding, uh, executive and founding member <laughs> of the BLM Pod Squad, Shane. Shane, Shane, Shane has been a follower of the Carefree Black Nerd Podcast for quite some time. And uh, coined the term raindrops. So cool, cool. Shout out to him. He has a, he just started a podcast a little while ago called Random Thoughts on Random Things. And that's Shane at Shane E. Silva SR2. That will be in the show notes as well. Uh, this is a man who I have uh, grown to uh, consider a friend. So, you know, going on over to his podcast, listen to him, his random thoughts on random things. 
Also, shout out to Empress Journey. Y'all, okay, so it's been a minute for since the pool. You know, we're back. But Carefree Black Nerd has been going on, whatever. That last episode, that bonus episode that me and Cole Jackson brought to you um, in the Black Lightning Matters feed of it all, I will say, the bonus episode, which was a Black Lightning panel uh, with Cole Jackson, myself, Empress Journey, and Shane. Man... I'm I, I'm just so grateful for for such amazing creative friends and people who actually listen to the show. You know, thank you guys. I can't thank you enough. But please, if you have not listened to it, go back and listen to that mess. That was that was some some good shit. Now you Black Lightning fans specifically, go back and listen to that. Um, yeah, and big shout out to Cole because man, he brother, you doing it. Um, so yeah, moving on, go to the BYNK Radio family because Carefree Black Nerd Podcast is a part of the larger BYNK Radio umbrella of a network. Uh, first, shout out to I Sid Davis over there at the Social Introvert Podcast. Uh, for those of you unfamiliar, you would be familiar with him through me. We did a joint kind of back-to-back episode of Mowgli. Mowgli, yeah. So check that in the feed, but I'll have that link in the show notes as well. And uh, just an amazing dude. Smart, talented, comes to music. I I don't personally know anyone who's more uh, music savvy, uh, educated, and uh, has such an amazing taste than he. So please go ahead and check him out. Also, the boys, the big bros, the bros, the, the dudes over there at Government Name Podcast, Cole Jackson and Shogun uh, at Cole Jackson 1-2 and Real Shogun Beats. Now, these two guys, again, for those of you unfamiliar, you will be familiar with them through the Carefree Black Nerd feed. Black Lightning Matters has my co-host Cole Jackson and Titans Hunt Pod as my co-host Shogun. And them together outside of the Carefree Black Nerd of it all is government name and yo it's just if you enjoyed any one piece of anything they've said on either of these shows you need to check out government name podcast just period you just gotta do it it's, <laughs> this is not a a, uh, a sponsored ad <laughs> so check them out um and then kind of speaking of black lightning matters excuse me uh black lightning matters did i believe get renewed for a season Three, so we'll be coming at you soon with more things. Uh, well, with content rather, and uh, more pre games, which is on Instagram. Me and Cole Jackson chop it up for about 16 15 minutes before the episode airs. Uh, it's an amazing time, y'all. Had a good time for those of you out here who was watching and pre gaming with us. You know what it is, it was a good time. Kind of talking shit, a little bit of an extended podcast in a live format. And uh, we did the live tweet over there on Twitters. Again, his handle is CodeJackson12. Mine is Carefree Blurred. Now, with all the housekeeping out of the way, we're going to take a quick break and we'll get right back into the pool. If Sterling was alive today, uh, I would I would say um, thank you um, for for everything. Uh, you know, the 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 storytelling that you um, championed is why um, I'm able to imagine telling stories the way uh, I, I can right now. You know, we, we, we really looked at, at the legacy of this show and the, and the legacy of the, the people who created this show. 
Alright y'all, we're back. We're back. Now getting right into the pool. Well the the news headline nerd pieces of it all. Uh Jordan Peel. Ha Jordan Peel, the Twilight Zone has been renewed for a season two. The CBS All Access reboot of the Twilight Zone series is currently airing with new episodes every Thursday. Now, the season finale will be on May 30th. That's of 2019, of course. Y'all, bruh, fam, cuz. Jordan has been doing damn good things. And I, I, I love, I just, let me see. How can I put this into words? Regardless to how you feel about the content itself, you can't deny that Jordan is out here doing good things. Um, we got Get Out. We got Key and Peel and all the other sh- stuff pre-Get Out. But we got Get Out. We got Us. We got The Twilight Zone. And I believe there's a few other things that I'm blanking on that he has in the works or that have been confirmed. And the the care that he puts into these properties is phenomenal. Like, um, I think Candyman is what he's either working on. Oh man, forgive me. I don't. I just remember seeing that a few months ago and then seeing what I think was a confirmation that he would be uh, uh, rebooting Candyman. But that's neither here nor there. Jordan Peele is doing great things. Kudos to that brother over there. Hope the money keep flowing. And he said, (laughs) what he said most recently had everybody shook was that he's not, and this isn't verbatim, but he's just not going to work with or hire or center rather white actors in his movies. He said, and I do remember him saying this specifically, I've seen that before. We've all seen that before. And he had white folks mad. And I'm I I get it. Um referring to him, not to them. But it's just, you know, ugh, diversity and inclusion feels like uh, it should be the norm, but uh, uh, enough gushing. I'm just happy that this man is doing damn good things. You know, I'm happy that we have Jordan Peele's and we have the uh, Ava DuVernay's and we have the Shondaland's and we even having the Tyler Perry's. Like, there is a space for a lot. And uh, the, um, uh, uh, what's homeboy? Uh, over Empire and Star and all that, whatever. Lee Daniels, shit. So we have all of these different spaces and all of these different shows and creative outlets where black people can exist in their most hood rat ratchet ghetto of it all to their most bougie stuck up nose in the air and to everything in between and on the outside. So again, kudos to Jordan. Dope shit. Uh, Something else. Uh, The King has arrived. (laughs) Beyonce Homecoming on Netflix. Now, at the time of this recording, I still have yet to watch it. Reason being, I need to be in a space where I can sit down, relax, kick off my shoes and relax my feet. Party on down to the homecoming beat. Let's kick it. Let's kick it. (laughs) But no, but in all seriousness, with work and with life outside work and podcasting and everything, though it should be easy enough for me to just press play and watch homecoming, that's not how I want to consume homecoming. There is no spoilers. I've seen the, excuse me, performance at Coachella, at Beachella, um, and I know there are things that I have yet to see yet that were not in, of course, Beachella. But what I'm saying is 
I'm going to get around to it. I just want to do it in my own way. <laughs> so don't drag me, guys. But Beyonce Homecoming has hit Netflix, which has hiked up our prices. <laughs> Netflix sent out that good old email just uh, a few a few what is it weeks back saying, yeah, y'all going to pay a little bit more. And this is why. Um, what else we got here? So there was... I think a few days ago, what the when this airs, it'll be uh, probably about a week or so. Um, Elizabeth Olsen, Scarlet Witch, she reveals that on the um, Avengers Endgame red carpet, that her and Vision they have a series entitled WandaVision. I'm not sure if that's the working title or if that will be the uh, last, the final title. But WandaVision will begin filming in the fall 2019. All I got to say is Disney Plus ain't playing with you hoes. They ain't coming to play with you hoes. They came to slay, baby. Like, how in the... Like, I've been kind of thinking, taking stock or inventory of the different streaming services and cable and bills and whatnot. And we have our Hulus. We have our Netflix. We have our, excuse me, our Amazon Prime. You have your regular cable and internet. And you have so many other things that I'm probably not thinking about. And then here comes Disney Plus. Now, DC Universe. Let me kind of take a left here. And this is something that I have to admit I need to dig a little bit deeper into. But there was a lot of conversation floating around on Twitter specifically where Disney, excuse me, DC Universe may not continue. It might end. And I'm thinking like, what the hell is going on? Like, this is a very good app. Now, it does crash from time to time, but it's a brand new app. So, it's and for the content and what they're providing, I thought this was like a no-brainer that this would continue. Now, this is all speculation on my part because, again, guys, forgive me. I haven't dug deeper into it. This wasn't one of the stories on the docket, so to speak. But I just remember that being discussed, and I was like, well, shit, Titans was good. You have all of the backlog of the animated shows and movies. Like, that's, you know, enough the price of admission for itself. Then you have the back catalog of books as well. And then Swamp Thing, which had, I believe, a 10 to 13. No, I think it started off as a 13 series, a 13 episode series run. And they got cut back to 10. And then some characters who are in the show, because it got cut back so drastically, they weren't even a part of the show. I don't know. It's just like a big shit show over there. So however it, it ends, this story ends with Disney DC Universe, I'm hoping that they continue. I enjoyed it. Doom Patrol, at the time of this recording, I have not finished. I've been slowly working my way through, as well as Young Justice Outsiders. But it's, I guess because I just, I like that shit. You know, it, maybe it just doesn't make financial sense for them. But that aside... Or with that in mind, Disney Plus being $6, well, 7 or $60 a year, and to have such a vast empire of content, both old and new, stuff like this Vision and Wanda series, the Falcon and Bucky Barnes series, it's just like, bruh, you... I, it's worth the price of admission. And even if they hike up the prices, which I'm thinking it will probably happen, it's like, eh. But look at everything you get. That's much more than and all the original program that will be coming later on. Jeez, man. So, I don't know. Um, so, anyways, Olsen, she goes on to say that she is not sure that of the episode count, but she thinks that it will be a total of six hours. Now, with that being said, 
That could be, let's say, six 50-minute episodes or 12 half-hour episodes or, hell, three big, you know, two-hour movie-type episodes like we don't know. And, you know, Marvel is good with giving us fake trailers and pieces and stuff to kind of throw us off the scent. I'm looking at you in game. Um, so, you know, who knows what could happen? We could get a 13 episode series of this, but either way, I'm, I'm, I'm very interested to see what happens with this Disney plus, um, taking a couple steps back and I'm going to not spoil anything in this episode, but Avengers Endgame. I saw that and I loved it. Uh, there were some problems with the movie, but I think overall, just looking at the presentation of this 11 year long saga, this was really good. Now, th again, there's some places where they kind of misstepped and some things that they did right. Again, there will be no spoilers in this episode of The Pool, uh, but please be on the lookout for the end game review uh revisitation or whatever coming down the carefree black nerd pipeline so with a few things about endgame these are not spoilers all in all i thought it was a great film like put together you know looking at the 11 years in the theater while watching it the excitement was there there was a lot of energy there was a lot of emotions running high and i think that it's safe to say that this is probably what was felt when Star Wars was out and brand new. Um, I can't recall a property, a, a visual cinema TV property where I've cried or shed tears at or had as emotional stock into it. I mean, outside of This Is Us, that's no fair. They, them motherfuckers, they write the script to make you feel things. But as far as like a, 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 a movie series or a TV series, let alone a superhero nerd series. Um, I think that it is the heights of where we are as nerds, blurs, and geeks and other. And I really enjoy watching this entire thing, this three hour production. That being said, I do have some issues with it, but we won't get into it there. What I think they did well is they capped the 11-year saga, but then they also moved some things around, again, no spoilers, in a way that it's going to make you want to get the Disney Plus app just to see how certain things play out. And I'll leave it there. Um, yeah, I'll leave it there. So... That'll be the end of my in-game talk. So we're gonna we're gonna leave that alone. Lastly, what I want to know is, and this is specifically about Miss Olsen, uh, Scarlet Witch, Miss Wanda, if you nasty. Why in the fuck is she not? And this, yeah, this can't be a spoiler because at the time of this recording, nothing about this has been said. What the fuck is there? No mourning of the loss of her brother. Like Quicksilver, Pietro, Pietro Django Maximoff. Something I just found out about is that this motherfucker's middle name is Django. <laughs> but Quicksilver has been dead for years. <laughs> like Sokovia, that motherfucker was gone. And Wanda has not shed one tear. It's like she didn't move on with the quickness. Like, oh man, I don't know. I just I just find that funny. Whenever I see her on screen, especially 
in Infinity War. I was like, chick, you, your brother. I mean, you got your boo thing now, but your brother. But that is that. So uh, we're going to wrap up the headlines here. Let me know what you guys think. Is this any of this nerd news um, new to you? Um, shit, you got a little bit more for me. You got if you can answer any of my questions, because one that Wanda Quicksilver shit, I need to know, chick, like motherfuck him, I guess. <laughs> and uh, Jordan Peele's Twilight Zone. Have you guys been watching that? What are your thoughts? I myself have not been. I planned on binging it once everything was said and done. So let me know if this is something that you think I need to see. Of course, I'm going to watch it, but give me your thoughts. Um. A good friend of mine, when I told him about the uh, the renewal for season two, he said, yeah, I like it, but I feel like it's black mirror light. It doesn't feel like like it ain't got the gore and, and uh, such and such that black mirror has. I'm like, okay, like nothing under the sun is new, so I can forgive it for that. But let me know what you guys think. And um, for those of you who have seen Endgame, give me your thoughts on that as well. Uh, hit me up in the comments and uh, check. I'll catch you after the break. Do yourself a favor. Stay down. You believe this is over? It hasn't even begun. What do you want? Why are you doing this? This is our world. It was promised to us, as it is written in the scroll prophecies. We're only taking what's ours. Who else? Who else is a scroll? And where are they? <laughs> we are everywhere. You will see. And we're back. <laughs> Thank you guys for coming back. <laughs> now, for this episode of The Pool, I won't really go too deep into the books I read. Um, with my professional life and even taking this hiatus and just a lot of things going on, it's been rather difficult for me to consume my comics like I used to. Uh, and for some things, I'm just—I feel as if I'm just collecting, like I'm not actually reading. But one series that I did start, and this was a little while ago, was Meet the Scrolls, and this was back. Oh, this was a little while because I think I'm on issue four now. But it is an interesting story, and I picked it up just on a whim, like, oh, this looks like an interesting one shot. I didn't realize it was. Well, let me stop. I thought it was a one-shot, which it is not, but I can't say if it's an ongoing or a miniseries. And let me say, that's one thing I hate about comics is that I cannot tell what is what. Now, I'm sure there's some database or some site we can go to and see what's the ongoing, what's the miniseries, what's the maxi series, and all that. But, God damn, can't they just list somewhere on here? This is a miniseries. <laughs> I would imagine that probably stops some people from picking up certain properties. But a lot of people, much like myself, consume certain books and properties in trade form. Like the fact that we have to do this month to month floppies is just mm, frustrating as hell. But I digress. Meet the Scrolls. And this, uh, before getting into any of this, I'd like to give you a Marvel definition scroll, noun. A member of an alien people whose empire once spanned the Andromedon galaxy. Unstable molecules in their bodies allow them to take any shape. The slow collapse of their empire was hastened by a failed invasion of the planet Earth. Now this is a book uh, with a pretty decent uh, creative team. Writer is Robbie Thompson. 
Uh, the artist is Nico mm, Henrichon. Henrichon. Not sure. I'm hoping I'm not butchering that. Uh, the color assistant is uh, Laura Grossant. Letterer, VCs Travis Lanham. Uh, cover artist for, and this is for issue one. I'm not sure if it's the same for each, though it may be, is uh, Marcos Martin. Excuse me. Uh, then there were some variant covers, which even that's, I don't know. But editor Nick Lowe, assistant editor Kathleen Weinsky. Okay, we'll go with that. And we'll stop there. So pretty much what this is, um, is a story about an alien race that is on Earth. I'm not 100% sure of their mission. I think they're trying to stop some thing from being uncovered or get something 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 mcguffin something so that they won't be found out and because oh this is the thing whatever the thing is the mcguffin that they're after it allows someone or anyone to be able to find scrolls no matter what form they're in um with the scrolls with the unstable molecules they're able to for those of you who haven't seen captain marvel become someone down to their very dna and have their most recent memories, but they can't have their long-term memories. So that being said, they can impersonate me and someone can think that they're talking to me, but they wouldn't have my memories from when I was a kid. With this device that they're trying to intercept, it would allow someone who has become me to be able to be revealed as a scroll alien and not to be me. Yeah, so that's pretty high stakes for a race of aliens that's just trying to survive. Now, with this series of the scrolls, I'm not sure kind of where the fall on them because we see the kind of 180 that the scrolls took in Captain Marvel. But in the comics originally, they were evil. They were bad. I think they premiered in uh, or first appeared in uh, Fantastic Four, like probably issue three or four or something. I have in fact checked, forgive me if that's wrong, but it was way early in the, um, in the run. Now in Captain Marvel, you see them as the good guys, as the ones who are being hunted in this series. I'm not sure. Now I'm, I'm, I'm subject to think not that they are just bad guys because there is a family unit for a father, a mother and two daughters, an older daughter and a young daughter. Well, the older daughter and the father and mother are scroll proper. They were raised in and fought in their scroll galaxy shit. The young girl was born on Earth and she takes the form of an earthling. And it's oh, it's such a it's like a story of immigration. It's a story of acceptance of independence, you know, having your own thoughts and kind of going against even those who you love, your family. And their issue with her is that, I think the father says in one of the issues, like, yeah, you are soft. Like I sometimes regret, and this isn't verbatim, of course, but I sometimes regret or think, is this was this a poor decision to have you be raised here? Like you don't have the thirst that we have for this like, and it's such a I, what I like about this story is regardless of if the scrolls are bad or good that's not in question here what is in question is they are the protagonists they have to get this MacGuffin so that they can't be discovered add to that in the background someone they don't know about is a guy who's like kind of a 
uh, a Western men in black type character who's hunting them down, but he's very carefree about it. Not that he's lackadaisical and kind of doofy. No, he is. It's like this is. It's like uh, what's homeboy name? What's the white guy? Um, not Kurt Russell. What is that guy's name? Ah, uh, once I stop recording, I'll remember it. Shit. Uh. Uh, the this, the white guy with the beard who's like the toughest guy in the world who uh whatever so he's he's like a cool smooth dude and it doesn't come to the scrolls attention just yet of who uh of that this guy's after them so you empathize with the scroll family because they are the protagonists you want to see them get their prize but then you also empathize with the youngest daughter because she's just a kid, you know, out of space, out of time. Like she didn't ask for any of this. You want her to be successful and being an independent girl and, and standing up to her family and, you know, being able to be human. But if you can't root for both at the same time, even though they're in the same family unit, if you root for the scrolls to get this device so that they won't be uncovered, cool. But she's not ruthless like them. She's not a I don't want to say bad guy she's not the type of scroll that they are she's not quote unquote the good type the acceptable type but then you root for her because it's like man she this was thrusted upon her but if you want her to survive and be this nice little girl and and, and be able to be a human you can't want you it's just those two these two sides are in direct opposition of each other and I love that um she she has some growth in this book in these first three episodes three issues where she does things that would make her scroll family proud and it's a bit jarring but then you also root for how ruthless she is it's just this is good i'm enjoying it so far um and I, I recommend everyone pick it up. At least the first issue. And if it's not for you, I would say maybe even try the second. And if that's not for you, then it's not for you. But this is cool. The artwork the artwork is okay. Um, it fits with the story. And I say okay, not to say it's less than. But for me, you know, I love Chris Pachalo. He is like my ultimate favorite artist and it's probably because i imprinted on his artwork or it imprinted on me because i was young reading generation x and his artwork was the majority of that series so even now where i do have other artists who i enjoy who i think are great and who are probably better than chris pachalo even though art is subjective um He's just my go-to guy. This is very much not like his. And I sell that to say that it is good. It's good. This is this good artwork, but it's just, eh, it's okay to me. But it really does fit with this story, and it helps with the storytelling. The color is amazing as well. And the artwork, like, you, you can see the texture. You can see the transformation from human to scroll to human to scroll to human to scroll. Uh, it's, I don't know. It's, it's, it's good. I like it. And um, if you are reading Meet the Scrolls, let me know what you think. What are your your what's your take on it? What's your thoughts on it? Because I'm really I'm really enjoying it, and I'm enjoying what we're and I'm kind of flipping through it now. What the story that we're getting, and I'm interested in seeing what happens with it. Um, I just I, I want to see because this like identity politics and you being something, and you can put whatever 
not any old identity onto this book. Like you can with say like an X-Men being an analog or a stand-in for civil rights and whatnot. But you have this girl this who's an outcast in her own family. And she just wants to be herself. And even though it's not her true DNA herself, it is the herself that she has grown up to be. Like, you know, if you're a, I don't know, let's say a, I don't know, Latin person who grew up in a black neighborhood and all you know is blackness. Who's to say that you culturally, you don't experience these things, even though on a DNA level or visually you look different. You are an other or whatever. I don't know, whatever. At this point I'm rambling, but I do want you guys to check out that book. And let me know what your thoughts are. Uh, I'll see if maybe I can post some panels on my Instagram, Carefree Black Nerd. And uh, but all in all, this is good. This is good. Um, also, I haven't really been a fan of the Fantastic Four. Uh, I just never got into them like that. But a lot of people are. And the Fantastic Four and how Marvel has handled them since I've gotten back into comics, and then a little bit before, and then even with the Fox and the TV and all that good stuff. It made it made it kind of hard for me to show interest in the Fantastic Four. I know that they're hailed as the first family of Marvel and people love them, but I don't see it for them. And it's not it's not a good or bad thing. It just is what it is. What I would like is for those of you out there listening, let me know in the comments or live tweet me. Uh, use the hashtag the pool CBN or CBN Pod. Let me know what are some good stories involving the Fantastic Four that I just need to read. Um, and it's not that I'm opposed to them. It's just they never, they didn't hit for me like the mutants did. They didn't hit for me like even, like Generation X, of course. They just, they were before my time in a sense that when I got into comics, they weren't, I don't want to say relevant. That's not the word. They weren't firing on all cylinders. They weren't in the larger consciousness like if they had have crossed over more with say like x-men generation x that would have been something i picked up which ironically enough franklin richards was on the generation x team for quite some time but he was very much an Artie and leech kind of background character but we're gonna end it there and uh <laughs> we'll stop there thank you guys so much for listening again thank you for being patient during this whole hiatus situation um i sincerely appreciate it uh the pool is back but kind of not you know how i've been with the pool it's just like yeah i pull it out when i can and when i when i can't you know i just can't but i'm gonna try to make this a bit more regular i might can commit to once a month and maybe a bit more but we'll see i don't want to make any promises that i can't keep uh, that being said, please make sure to look at the other episodes in the Carefree Black Nerd feed. Uh, make sure you go over to Apple, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, and rate, review, and subscribe. Hit that subscribe button. Please leave a five-star rating and review. Let me know. You know, hit me up. Hey, I like the show. This is cool. What's up? What's up? Um, I'll make this pledge or this promise to you guys. If you go over there and you leave a review, I'll read it. I'll read it on the show. I'll read so-and-so at, at such-and-such-such said, this is a good show. I do thoroughly appreciate this interesting comic talk. Keep it coming. Yeah, just like that. And leave your at name, your Twitter handle, whatever, and I'll go ahead and uh, read that on the air. So, um, 
yeah speaking of twitter carefree blurred is the handle everywhere else is carefree black nerd uh make sure to look at the look at listen to the shows on the other uh before this and after this on the feed <laughs> if you guys can tell i am a little tired <laughs> um but thank you all for listening in Use those hashtags, CBN Pod, the pool CBN. Uh, make sure to listen, I don't know, on YouTube, on SoundCloud, on, I was going to say Instagram, uh, Stitcher, Google Play, BYNKRadio.net, all that. Just, yeah, it'll all be in the show notes. <laughs> so thank you guys so much for tuning in. Love your bunches and all that good shit. And um, until next time, stay carefree, stay nerdy, stay geeky. And that's that. Oh, and uh, really quick before I forget, uh, Free Comic Book Day is the first Saturday in May. So when this comes out, you'll have like three more days to prepare. Uh, Yeah, Free Comic Book Day. (laughs) 